0: Support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So, do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads, and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit Staffing Future. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules podcast from Thinking Circles with me, your host, James Whitlock. We use the term agile business all the time, but what does being agile actually mean for a staffing agency? Talking to me this week is Wendy McDougall, founder and CEO of Firefish Software. Wendy takes us through the main points of how recruitment agencies become agile, sharing real-world examples and all the do's and don'ts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules podcast, and today I am joined by Wendy McDougall from Firefish Software. Wendy, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast.
1: Hey James, yeah, lovely to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Um, for for the one or two people who don't know who you are and don't know about kind of Firefish, can you just kind of give us a quick kind of overview of yourself and, and what Firefish does?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Wendy Mitchell. I'm the chief fish of Firefish, um, and yeah, I kind of just generally grow that business and steer it in the right direction. Uh, Firefish itself is a recruitment um, CRM and marketing platform. Um, that essentially is, is really on a bit of a mission to change the way that recruiters are recruiting using that technology.
0: Um, and how big is the business? Now? You've, you've grown kind of you know, over the years. It's kind of got just kind of exploded, right?
1: Yeah, I know. I can't believe we're, we're you know, and I suppose that's, we, we're we now 11, over 11 years. So it's now almost, yeah, 11, 11 and a half years. Um, and we're now just under 50 employees. So wow. took it back down like a lot of people did last year, but we've, you know, we've gone and yeah. grown beyond where we were, like, yeah. uh, you know, last year as well. So, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a good story and, you know, business is doing well.
0: Brilliant. Great to hear. Right. um, yes. And today I thought we could talk about how you can make your recruitment ag- uh, agency as agile as possible. And I know you, recently you've just kind of released uh, an ebook on this. All the details will be in the kind of show notes for anybody who wants to read it. But I thought it would be good to kind of just get you on board and have a chat around this because it's one of these things that I think a lot of businesses kind of struggle with is keeping up, being resilient, keeping up with kind of uh, with what's going on in, in, in the space and being fast enough to react to it and generally just being a much more kind of agile business. is one of the things always kind of hear I know agile is a bit of a trendy kind of term but it, 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 it's relevant right it makes a lot of sense so I thought we could kind of just uh, talk around this and maybe if we can start off by kind of letting me and they let's know what do we mean by an agile recruitment agency what, what's the kind of meaning what's the definition of that
1: yeah cool so well maybe I'll come to the meaning in just two seconds but you're absolutely right that's why we looked at it because I think what we've seen in the last couple of years is that the ability to change has become so important. So, and I think really, um, you know, within the recruitment industry, and I suppose just for the viewers that don't know me, what I probably should have said is I feel that I can see this because I am an ex-recruiter. Mm-hmm. I ran my own recruitment agency for 10 years. So I have that sort of knowledge as to how to run a recruitment business and also successfully sold it. So that's really where it's coming from. But I've had the benefit of going... From a recruitment industry and growing that business to now growing a technology business, so that's really where the agile sort of side has gone into it. Because I feel, as a recruitment industry, we haven't progressed as quickly as other sectors. So when I flipped over to running a tech business, you know, the term agile has really come from the technology sector. Um, you know, it's Eric Lee's, it's lean, it's the the, the lean agile way. It's um, helping technology. Um, and developers to keep in scope, mm-hmm. deliver things in small chunks rather than big, scum, big, big, big sort of um, pieces of work that never got delivered. Um, and they recognised that that was a huge industry problem for the tech sector, so they brought in this methodology. Now, actually, there are so many similarities between recruitment and trying to deliver. Um, And technology and development and trying to deliver. And I think that that's where we really could see that that principle, although it could be called as a sort of sexy name and, you know, bit on jargon there, but there's a lot of the good stuff that can be taken from that technology sector into the recruitment sector. So getting to your point in terms of what do we mean by an agile recruitment agency is really the ability to change. Now, that sounds really easy and everybody say yeah we changed so quickly it's fine but do you mm-hmm. and and that's really then looking at right what are the principles you've got in place of running your business that allows change to happen quickly you know when we got hit with the the pandemic you know did you maximize that period to actually make those changes and recognize what's happening now that can be throughout the business so it's not just about the jobs you were working that disappeared. It's about how you position yourself. It's how you market yourself. You know, overnight, we do a lot of them by marketing for anybody who knows our brand as well. And we have a lot of resources that we put out to support the industry. But overnight, you know, we had to reorganize our whole content plan for six months in advance or like three months in advance that we were planning it because the stuff that we were going out was not was no longer relevant. So what what sort of controls do you have in your business to recognize that and change it? And that's exactly the same. As a recruitment business has to sort of be able to react now i think the reason why i'm saying and I, we were looking at this as something that people have to address now is that we've also recognized that when the pandemic came in that was an automatic oh wow things have changed mm-hmm. but actually we're in the same january february march this year we're in the same change transition but it's in the reverse. It's gone from the slow lane to the fast lane so quickly. And sometimes acceleration and growth is almost more stressful than deacceleration and mm-hmm. slowing things down. Because at least at that point, you kind of, okay, we're going into the unknown, but we know things are going to stop. So we just need to sort of slow things down. We're into the unknown with no things are growing and we've got huge demands on us. So what controls have we got in place to cope with that, that growth? Yeah. Because if you don't have that, you could be ending up on wasting a lot of resources and money and effort in your business. So looking at being agile is looking about putting those controls, those communication structures, the the structure and and the culture that you need for change and actually running it in a different way that equals an agile uh, methodology.
0: Um, And you describe it as a methodology. I mean, I guess that means that there's kind of some core principles to to, ha- to how that works. And what what would you kind of, how would you describe those kind of principles and what are they?
1: Yeah, so the way that the tech sector looked at is there's a cycle yep. and it's a short cycle of generally we call these themes that you would have and epics and then stories and then the delivery me- mechanism, right? And then you look at reviewing that and you basically um, sort of look at what worked, what didn't, and you start again. So that's the sort of methodology we've got in there. So if you think about it from a recruitment point of view, is the way that I sort of break that down is because technology do tend to, I feel, put, they put more jargon on it, whereas we can take a lot of the jargon out and simplify it again. But if we take it into the recruitment world, you know, it's about having a consistent focus then looking at what projects that you're doing in that business that run off that one focus point mm-hmm. and then breaking that into tasks that everybody's delivering to the same focus mm-hmm. and then reviewing it. Yeah. So I always say, actually, you know, from, from, uh, from going into that, it's like, so just now, if you're in a candidate shortage mar- marketplace and you, you knew your business have 10 jobs all looking for developers, for example, then what is your marketeer doing to support that development need? What content are you delivering that would support that focus of finding developers to then help your resourcers working those jobs? What are your recruiters doing in terms of, you know, are they just taking on more development jobs Mm -hmm. that you can't fill, you know? So they should be looking at aligning their focus and their tasks differently. So that's sort of the methodology that we're talking about there.
0: Thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to know how Think in Circles can help your recruitment marketing, then visit www.thinkincircles.com. And and it kind of makes sense. Um, and it, it might be one of those things that some people might well be doing, but have never kind of articulated that in in, in yes. that way. You know, um, maybe not. They realise that it's it's from the tech the tech sector. Um, so moving it to kind of recruitment, what what does <laughs> being an agile recruitment agency mean and what what does it look like from 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 a like a uh, let's say from a sme recruitment agency kind of business owners kind of point of view what does it look like
1: yeah so i would break it into sort of hierarchical side of it's how you lead it's what the outcomes you're looking for for that leadership the change in the culture that you've put in and how you communicate that so then practical terms breaking it down to Um, we've worked with recruitment agencies to start to do things like we have fortnightly sprints, okay? So you take on and you start that with a sprint meeting at that Monday where generally most recruitment companies will have an overview, review of that sprint, but but that's just about all their jobs, okay? So somebody might be sitting there with like, you know, 60 jobs on, Mm -hmm. right? That they're never going to fill in two weeks' time so if you start to then allocate the time parameters of that fortnight and say what are you actually going to deliver in that that fortnight and breaking it down to put those parameters in mm-hmm. that's where you start to get your deliverables of that sprint so it's by, it's about being more realistic with that and how you would then sort of communicate that is okay weekly sprint you then have a daily stand up now most people when we went remote all have sort of put in some sort of daily stand up but mm-hmm. Is that stand up in the principles of right, cool? What did you what did you do yesterday? Did you have any challenges? And then what are you planning for today? So it's putting a bit of structure of that weekly stand-up rather than just saying, hey, hi, how are we doing? And then at the end of the week, we do what's called our four Ps. We do that same sort of parameters in terms of, okay, we communicate to our group and we say, did we change, you know, what was our what was our positives of the week? What was our problems that we need to then share and try and agilely um, address mm-hmm. and and make the improvements into the business? What's our plans for next year uh, for next week? Um, and gosh, I've forgotten the last one, but and um, gosh, it will come back to me. There's another one <laughs> in terms of then coming in, and that also shares the joint accountability. So how you're actually. Um, it's, it's like putting in the management structures that is less on a one-to-one basis, but you're all working together to deliver on that sprint and you know what your part is. So if that resourcer or recruiter had said, right, I'm, I want this job with X amount of candidates, it gives them clear deliverables on the jobs that they want. you want them focused on. And from a marketing point of view, they are doing this marketing in this sprint in order to support that, yeah. et cetera, as well.
0: It it does seem like a lot of this is just based around good communication. You know. It is. That's what it seems like. That seems like almost like one of the cores of, of getting this in place is having that kind of very um w I'm not gonna use the word agile, but you know, fluid kind of communication structures and the ability to kind of make sure everybody's understanding what they are doing and break it up into tasks almost, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: It is, and you know, rock, things are not rocket science. But the problem being is that we've got onto a hamster wheel, like you know, sort of refer to it in the recruitment world, where people can just be working and busy for the sake of being busy. But this helps people to really put time parameters around what they're going to try and achieve. So if that gives you a time parameter of what they're going to try and achieve, it naturally puts a review process in place where you call, like the te- technology world, you call it retrospectives, mm-hmm. where you look at. How you've delivered, what could you learn, what could we have done better? But just really from a basic principle point of view, from a recruiter point of view, it says, right, what went wrong in that sprint? Why did that go wrong? How could we improve it? And what could we do different? By asking those questions every fortnight of the team, then you're you're effectively asking for change every fortnight and you're growing with that every fortnight. Whereas I don't feel that we grow enough as businesses in the recruitment sector. It's down to the individual just trying to figure, figure out how they could do better in their next job. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, again, makes sense. Um, if we were on a kind of a Zoom webinar, I can almost see the, the chat bar filling up with, well, this, this is okay for if you're a small business, but what happens if you're a large business or a kind of another?" you know, people are going to kind of question whether their ability to, to move fast and be agile, the, the bigger they get. Um, so I can hear the kind of the one man kind of startups going, yeah. I mean they can, again in the quotation marks, pivot and, and be as agile as they want to be constantly. Smaller teams fine. SMEs a bit harder. Larger businesses more like kind of super tankers. But the way you describe this, this does feel like you. It, it's not. It doesn't. You. It, it's not that difficult to kind of roll out, basically.
1: No, and I think that's one of. I sort of. I, I suppose one of one of the things I like doing is I look at every everything that somebody else is doing or a challenge or a problem that somebody's got, and I just look at it from a different way. So when you're seeing that, I get excited about the bigger companies addressing this because that's one of the biggest challenges that large tankers have is that they're always saying, gosh, we can't move quick enough. Mm-hmm. And it's because they don't have these structures in place to allow it to happen, where actually you just need to break it down into the components. You know, teams of four are really good because they're not big enough. You've got one person, lead. you know, they're not too big to move. You've got one person leading it. It's easier to manage. You know, I think what everybody can probably relate to in the last you know, couple of years as well is that, you know, managing remotely is is challenging and you've got to be a really strong manager so you know let's narrow down our expectations of how many teams and direct reports people have and you can do more with a small really tight you know tight-knit group of people that are all trying to achieve it so really in a larger organization you are just finding the recipe that works and then multiplying it into the different teams and making sure that you've got the communication that you're all sharing with one another um you know in the set structure
0: uh and on the back of that again one of the other the other questions i can kind of preempt is this sounds like it might take a long time to set up which seems contradictory Mm -hmm. to be trying to be agile um uh, what are your kind of thoughts around around that
1: So change is a journey. um, And I I wouldn't say it's not necessarily sort of a long time to set up. I'd say it is it's never set up. It's always evolving. That is the principle of it. Um, But what it does take is little things every every week. And it's sort of everybody It's a state of mind that everybody's going and feeling comfortable that we are going to change. And we're challenging everything we do in order to try and make it better. And we have not had the best year. We have had the absolute best year to make us do that Mm -hmm. this year. So I think the the companies we've helped do this with and look at things differently um, have definitely, we encourage, don't try and change everything at once you know, have the, put in the, the main things where the, the, the four P's at the end of it, you know, uh, we, ha- we call it the, the retrospective, we call it a boot camp. Mm-hmm. So it means that it's a boot camp you're coming to and you're sharing sort of different ways, what worked, what didn't and changing it. Now, if you've got that structure in place, it means that every week or every fortnight that you're doing this, you can put in a piece of change. So the next week you've then changed something else. And then you've changed something else. So people are coming with you on that journey and you're not trying to do too much. So I I wouldn't suggest that this is a throw the rule book out the window, but start to look at the vision of you running your business and where you are a recruitment manager in a larger organization of where you want to get to by Let's say the end of this quarter, and putting it into milestones that you can then start to drive change in, and suddenly you'll look back and go, "Wow, we've achieved so much in a short space of time."
0: Um, so you've touched on it a little bit, and apart from reading your uh, kind of ebook, how does an agency start this process? You know, so they've obviously had the embryonic idea we we need to become more agile. Maybe they've even had that uh, that mm-hmm. thought. Maybe it's come it, it's kind of come out of something else where do you start
1: yeah and I think that's where it goes back to the sort of like the the four different sort of bubbles I have in terms of leadership is at top and it interlinks with the outcomes change and communication structure you know yes this is a new way of working but it should be supporting where you want to take the business so actually I would take it back a little bit Mm -hmm. and be prepared to go two steps forward to go one step back let's rearrange or realign the business in terms of where you're trying to go to so you know, if you are trying to be, you know, a, a lot of people might have lost bits of niche um, sort of um, recruitment expertise last year, okay, because they might have felt that they just need to take any business that they were wanting, and then it flipped again, and suddenly they were like, ah, okay, I need to sort of niche back in again, etc. So it's it's being very deliberate with your choices as to where you're going, and having clarity so you can get everybody pointing the right way. So how I would be starting that is making sure, go back to like, where do we want to be by the end of the year? And putting in that practice in terms of direction and then taking it through and go, okay, what communication channels and management structures do I have in my business right now that's going to help me facilitate to get there? And you've probably found, it, we found it um, in our own business as well when, when, um, when we were doing this last year too, is that a lot of the management structures that you had in place or the you know like the meetings you had I mean I just went through cancelling lots of different like meetings that we had and go what's the purpose of this why do we need this you know and rearrange your actual sort of touch points with people you needed more one-to-one maybe check-ins to see how they were last year but in terms of sort of like meetings for the sake of meetings there was a lot of people that were getting rid of a lot of those things too so I think that's then looking at the communication structures that's your time to communicate through your meetings the culture of change is bringing people with that journey but then it's then focusing on this outcome piece what are you trying to achieve from that direction you're going to put the business in okay I want to achieve you know, I want to grow the technology business. I'm just going to use Scotland because that's obviously where we are. I want to grow our market share within the technology recruitment um, business by X percentage by the end of the year. Okay, great. So how are we going to do that? And it is basics, mm-hmm. but then it's actually how you deliver on those objectives mm-hmm. is what the Agile Recruitment Principles is all about. Yeah, I don't know if you know, actually, just to, to come in there, one of the companies that um, I actually sit, you, I think you sit on this as well, the, the Elite Board, um, and which is a, a you know networking group, I'm sure people know of it, but um Afi Khan, who's the CEO of CPL, um, large recruitment agency. And you know, he has, I would probably have packaged it up still, not using like sprints and that sort of technology jargon, but do that principle within if I was you know doing this within my business in the recruitment sector, he's gone full extreme to actually talking about it within sprints and people come in from a recruitment point of view and this is the way they work and the difference that he will you know basically testimony to his business of the quality in the delivery because everybody knows what they've got to try and achieve and they're not making you know they're not getting themselves into taking on too many jobs that they can't deliver it's a more st- stable way of growing um you know you 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 know where you've got your resources how much a job will take to actually deliver you know it, it's making an immense difference and i i really enjoy uh hearing his experiences of running uh, his business his recruitment business in this way
0: yeah i mean it's great to kind of have having an example that people can kind of um relate to it sounds very much like a kind of a cultural change because if you've made if, if you're doing this for a kind of a one-time process only you're going to say right we're just adapting to the the current conditions, it seems like you're almost setting yourself up to fail. You're gonna you're gonna put, put yourself in another difficult position because you're gonna to have to go through the whole process again. Once you've got culturally you've got this kind of agile men, kind of methodology and um way of thinking throughout the business, it doesn't matter really what comes along. You're always yeah. gonna be able to adapt to it.
1: Exactly. And I think it's you're more you know people people don't like change. But if you're putting them into a situation where they're changing all the time, then they don't think about it in that way. They don't get stuck in their ways because actually (laughs) you don't allow them to do so. Um, And that's also very important when you are now going out to recruit new people. You have to make sure that you're recruiting people that like that environment of change that are prepared to move with pace you know we, we laugh at firefish and say if you've been away for a week or two week holiday you come back and you know so many things have, have moved on um and it's quite an update you need to do but it's just that pace that we're able to move um so, so, you know, I find that exciting and the people that want to work within Firefish find that really exciting as well. But there are some people that, you know, actually would prefer the sort of slightly more routine way of working. They know what they do every day and maybe they're not challenged every day. That's fine. Let them go elsewhere. But, they, you know, you've got to consider that from a recruitment point of view before bringing them in as well.
0: Um, and that kind of uh, brings me to the next question about the drawbacks of this. Um, you know, what what are the kind of the, the potential negatives or the potentials if you get it wrong?
1: Um, well, hopefully it eradicates um, you know, you know, basically you're trailing lots of things and you fail fast. Mm-hmm. So I find that um actually you will make lots of failures, but you learned from them. So I feel that again, okay, I suppose it is a drawback that you will do things and you will fail, but I feel that's a positive. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely think that the biggest thing we've taken from it, and I've seen other recruitment companies do, is don't worry if you're going to lose a member of staff going through this change because they're not the right culture that you're moving to. You're moving to much more of a highly performance, you know, high performance team, high performance culture sort of way of working. And the biggest drawback is that you may, as much as you try to, let people know what it's like to work in a sort of, you know, a high agile environment. If they have not worked in that before, it's really hard to, no matter how many things we've done in terms of spend a day with us or do, um, you know, work in it, you will, you will have maybe, you know, one in every five that said, Oh, I'm up for this. I really want change and everything else, but they just find it too much. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know, they thought, you know, because if you've been working in quite a sort of, you know, regular routine and you've been there for maybe four or five years, you naturally are looking for something different. Mm -hmm. So you maybe you're that person sort of heightened for wanting big change. And then when they get into that, they go, you know what, I've done this for a couple of months. I don't know if I can keep going. So there's definitely a drawback in that we found that maybe one in every five. No matter how well we try to sort of like rule that out or give them that, you know, experience in terms of what it's like to work in a high change Mm -hmm. um, environment won't work out. And you've got to be okay with that. I I mean, I actually remember um, I think it was Zappos, the something of happiness, the book there that they actually paid people after three months. Um, and said, look, there's your three-month benefit if you want to leave. And if they didn't want to pay, then they were good with that sort of environment, you know? Um, And I have actually almost thought about that because that really would qualify people in for the long term, and that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, So not really a drawback, but it's definitely areas you've got to consider.
0: Yeah, it's areas of consideration, right? There is Mm a potential where you could kind of, could could catch you out if you're not aware, if you don't think, if you're not aware that they're, they're kind of upcoming um and before i let you go uh wendy can i just have maybe your kind of top three tips if you if someone if we've got a business owner who's listening into this and they're, they're they've thought you know now is the time i they're not late, they're not too late to the party now is the time what will you be your kind of top three tips and you can't say read your ebook as one of them
1: no that's <laughs> absolutely fine and um, you can um <laughs> I, I would say take a day out of the business first of all go and actually um Reese, Reese, you know, I think I think everybody re- right now has just gone, oh, we have no business. Oh wow, we've got loads of business and we're accelerating again. But I, I actually think now is the time that you could take a day out of business. Um, take it either with one person just to jot down and bounce ideas with in terms of sort of strategic focus of where you want to go, but really focus on that. The next thing you can then start to do is, you know, we, there is there is an easy way of of actually starting to get these um, sort of tools if that makes sense in order to try and help with the change, and that mm-hmm. is right. Stand up with a structure. Um, four Ps sent to everybody at the end of the week you know the sprint planning really focusing on the jobs that they're focusing on not the jobs they've got on starting to help them close that down and coaching rather than telling as well so those are the sort of the key tools that will naturally we found drive a business into a higher performing and one that everybody is much more aware of what they're delivering so it's not really three tool tips but that would be sort of the the way I would sort of plan it in and I suppose the third one is just really get back to I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of business owners because I know I was there with my first business that a lot of people are just going to have to re-establish what they want out of this business mm-hmm. and you've got to want to run it this way as well because if you're not behind it then you know because you can have a lot of fun with this because you can try all different things so if you can get excited about it and give yourself the space to do that great if not don't do this yeah. you know yeah be happy with how you want to run it that's my big sort of piece of advice because the energy you bring to your business will be how it's run
0: um and one thing i would add because this comes from our own uh, kind of experience it's not never too late to go through yeah. this um you know we we did something similar uh, uh in the first kind of lockdown of last year kind of uh reassessed reevaluated, uh put in a put put things in position in the business so we could then kind Of adapt as quickly as possible to whatever those conditions were, um, uh, and have been the better for it. And so, I, I think everybody needs if they haven't done just done, just I love the idea of just taking some time out, even though it's really busy. And actually, you know what, now's a good time of year, we're kind of coming into the kind of holidays. Take some time out, have a rear, have a rear thing, and don't do that kind of thing. We just think about all oh, you know, we, we know, I want to kind of another head, another couple of head count, you know, have a think about you know, how, what the business does, how it's going to adapt. because. You know, you if you haven't been if you haven't been kind of shocked into thinking about this over the last year, you're not too late. You can still do it now. I think that, and um, uh, as well as go read the ebook as well again while you're while you're on the beach.
1: <laughs> and James, just one of the things as well because I know that you know as I said, none, none of all this stuff is rocket science. So I, I don't find it rocket science. It's just sort of getting back to basics of what you want to try and achieve. But if everybody's thinking, if anybody is thinking, oh no, we do that, it's fine. I want you to challenge yourself and think: When was the last time? I had a review meeting with my team. And if that's not fortnightly, at least, then that's the biggest thing because that's the learning and the coaching that happens to change. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Wendy, absolutely amazing to have you on the podcast. As I've said several times, we'll include uh, a link to the ebook in the show notes uh, and links to all of your kind of LinkedIn, et cetera. So if anybody wants to know more about this, uh, they can kind of contact you directly. Uh, But for now, uh, Wendy, thank you very much. Thank you, James thanks for listening and don't forget you can subscribe to the marketing rules podcast on apple spotify and all other major podcasting platforms i've been your host james whitelock and i hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.